Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday. You know what that means? It's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller, and guess what day it is, too? It's my birthday. And I have two special guests that I'd like to introduce that are going to co-host with me today. One is all the way from uh, Iowa, uh, Miss Tara Mizrahi. Say hello, Tara. Hi, everybody from Iowa. We're all uh, we're watching the corn grow over here. That's right. And all the way from, I think, San Francisco, hello, Frisco, is my good buddy, Yaakov Corin. Yaakov, how are you? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, just letting everything loose here in the city. Well, near, near the city, actually. That's right. Uh, we are all over. I'm in Israel, everybody. And uh, Tara, you're in Iowa, the field of dreams. Yes. If they yes. build it, they will the come. How many times have you heard that? I haven't heard it. This is the first. But we're we're dreaming. We're dreaming of uh, at least our few Jewish people here are dreaming of of Israel and of, of all good things, miracles. And you're, the, you're the only Jew in Iowa right now. So uh, how does that feel? <laughs> oh well, it's kind of lonely. But we're but we're 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 few. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> and my friend Yaakov, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And my friend Yaakov, all the way in San Francisco, I would like to make an announcement, everyone, that Yaakov Korin is single and uh, he is looking for a shidduch. So please, any ladies, he is very handsome. He's a nice Jewish boy, went to yeshiva, speaks fluent Hebrew, and he's going to be making Aliyah to Israel. And uh, so if you'd like a shidduch, uh, please call into the show. And uh, we'll I'm, interview I'm, you I'm, for Yaakov. I'm calling. I'm calling. So, Yaakov, <laughs> so tell me about you. We have to make a nice shidduch for you. We have to find you a good maidalah. <laughs> well, so, well so you don't have to surprise someone, Stephen, there. <laughs> of course, I'm a, I'm a Jewish mother. I have a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of suggestions for you, of course. <laughs> Only you should be kind. You should have chesed. Only good. That's fine. That's and, all. And so, uh... We'll exchange. We'll exchange your numbers, and you can you can text them privately. But first, I, I want to let's uh, let's say hello to all our listeners all over the world. Uh, we've got a, a great show today. Um, first, of course, the United States of China, which always listens. Uh, Ireland. Oh, top of the day to you. Ireland's here. Norway, New Zealand, Malaysia, Germany, and a new country which we did some research on: the country of N- uh, Nauru, which is in the south pacific or uh it's off the way off the coast of australia it's this tiny little island and uh used to be colonized by australia and australia's listening so say hello to your your old buddy uh australia canada switzerland morocco and india and south africa wow we got a lot of people listening a lot of countries so don't be nervous everybody (laughs) any any anyone from nauru uh, who is single and would like to have a nice Jewish uh, boy uh, call into the show, and we'll hook you up with uh, Yaakov. <laughs> no, 
comments, eh? Nothing. You're, 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 you're being quiet. Very shy. Well, uh, very shy. Just, very shy. Just modest grass girls, thing. please. We have a lot of nice, shy girls we should match you with. All right. See, so I'm being Yenza from uh, from Fiddler on the Roof, right? Okay. And, and so this has given us very bad press. Fiddler, what, do you have a favorite Jewish-themed movie? Who are you talking to, me or Yaakov? Um, Yaakov or anybody. Well, uh, th this might work against me. Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome movie. I love that movie. The Hebrew Hammer is great. What's it about? Oh, it's 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 not appropriate. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well, I, I love Fiddle on the Roof. I mean, <laughs> on stage oh. and on screen. But... It, you see, as, as a Jewish mother, we are a Jewish adult. We love Fiddler on the Roof. But if you look a little deeper, it actually is very bad press for us Jewish women, if you think about it, and for intermarriage. Yes, it, yes. It had yes. to be written by somebody that was assimilated that really wants this not so proud, like a proud Israeli Jew. You know, it was that definitely not written by an Israeli Jew. It was written by more of a diaspora type of a, well, of a mentality. Absolutely. My, my favorite Jewish movie is any movie made by Steven Spielberg. hi -o! <laughs> anyway, I'm going I'm to start off. I'm going to start off with our first story because, of course, uh, on this special day, not all, and let's just say for all our non-Jewish uh, listeners, today is uh, Christmas, so uh, you're celebrating the other Jew, and uh, <laughs> so it's very nice of you to to take time out on your Christmas day to listen to three Jews on Israel News Talk Radio. I love it. Um, Merry so we'll, Christmas to our Christian uh, listeners. That's right. And we'll start it off with a great story. Nothing like uh, starting off with anti-Semitism in the United States. <laughs> so let me let me ask you guys if you heard about this. Uh, this came out of New York. Um, this is uh, comes from the New York Post. And uh, they're titling it uh, The Soup Nazi, Woman Chucks Soup at Kosher Eatery uh, at Employees in an Anti-Semitic Tirade. Did, did either of you hear about this story? Yeah, I heard about it. What about you, Yaakov? I did. I did. I, I was oh. shocked. Yeah. And did you watch? The, it's actually hysterical. She she was trying to tear down uh, uh, an Israeli and American flag at a hummus um, at a restaurant, which I think was called hummus, right? And uh, mm -hmm. it, it was on. Um, it hummus was on, kitchen. That's right. That's right, and it's on Second Avenue between 83rd and 84th. And she's actually, she's actually pretty cute. And I got to tell you, I really hate when like anti-Semites are good looking. I don't like that. It's because it's very hard to to fight back to a to an adorable anti-Semite. How do you get angry at an adorable, <laughs> cute anti-Semite? Did you did you see a picture of her? She doesn't have the inner beauty. You look for the inner beauty, Stephen. I'm telling you. Also, Yaakov, this is from an the, old Jewish. The inner, woman. The inner beauty, you, Stephen. Look for the inner beauty. It, it really can increase one's beauty, but it can also decrease one's beauty. That's true. What's, That's true. What's that? Um, she was very upset, so she took hot soup, and uh, she's throwing it at customers, and uh, they videotaped her. I watched it. If anyone wants to look it up, you can. Um, you mean she wasn't trying to just feed hungry customers? <laughs> no, no, not at all. She said, oh. you are murderers, and she attempted to tear down the flag and began throwing tables and chairs before realizing they were filming, people were filming her. She opened the door of the restaurant, flipped off those inside, definitely not beautiful inside, and yeah. said, record me, B, record me. I'm cute, right? That's then right. Then she took the soup she was carrying at the employee who filmed her. 
<laughs> Look at me, Stephen. Look at me. From uh, IsraelNationalNews.com. It doesn't say what kind of soup it was. I, I think it was uh, matzo ball soup. You got to be careful, especially if it's, you know, a lot of, if the matzo balls are huge, that could really hurt someone. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, the, the French restaurant, if it was French soup, it might have some, like Madame Roselle, Escogol, she says the snails would not like to be in the kosher restaurant. We do not want the snail soup in there. No, it's not kosher. Well, <laughs> the, the anti-Semitism continues in the United States. How lovely. There's, so, there's something more about the soup I have to say, Steve. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you don't mind. No, no, uh, because no, I read a follow-up news. There's a follow-up uh, news uh, report that has not yet been written. It is a, it is, it's, it's breast breaking news. Okay. And uh, we have to, it's so, so this is the fictional, the fictional news. And the fictional news says that uh, the professor, of course, the professor, Dr. Chicken Noodle, She's interviewed about the soup, and she's a professor of soupology, and she says that throwing soup at Jews is perfectly permitted according to the context. So if the context isn't throwing it at you, it's perfectly fine. But if you throw the soup and any other circumstance at all to any other person, place, or thing, it is completely a declaration of immorality and could be condemned by the third world. Oh, what are your thoughts about the future fictional news? Well, I, I, I couldn't... Uh, it sounded like you had a bunch of chicken soup in your mouth. I couldn't understand you. But the way you do the accent is you have to first drink not good soup like my grandmother made, but very, very chicken soup. That's been the lady that threw it after it was on the floor for a while, and then you scoop it up and take a taste, you go, ooh, like that, and start talking. Hmm. That's how okay. you do the accent. Yeah, I'm telling okay. you. Do you um, believe me? Do I believe you? Yes. Of that course is. I believe you. <laughs> of course I believe Both you. Yes, it, I believe everything you said. There was a follow-up story for real. Okay. A, a giant, a, another group through some more something other at the they did something else to the poor hummus uh kitchen restaurant got picked on again the next day so whatever okay well we'll move on from the uh soup nazi the cute soup nazi hey so today was my birthday guess what i did today what did you do today i went and i went to a spa and got a massage from a russian lady wow was it was she very big and like very muscular and like tough? No, was she but a, I, like it was, the lady the soup. Did she throw soup at you? No, no, she didn't throw soup at me. Uh, <laughs> I, she probably wasn't Jewish, but it was. Uh, it was an. I, I, I'm so relaxed right now. I'm so calm. I'm so oiled up that I, I, I nothing can ruin my day. Uh, not, not not Hamas. Nothing. Well, Hamas <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine. Not how relaxed you are. I don't think there's a question about that. That would. Be a day ruiner. So, you can be relaxed. Uh, I had a beautiful day at a spa in Netanya, Israel, by the beach, and it was amazing. And uh, have you ever, uh, Yaakov, have you ever gotten a massage from a, from a man or a woman? Which do you prefer? <laughs> um, Is that I, sure? I have. I have from both. But um, I prefer from a man. Um, and generally, men are you know stronger, and I actually kind of like it rough a bit, you know, the massage. <laughs> Your life, I was gonna say. So oh my god, you are funny. 
That's going to be edited out of the show. Keep it clean. <laughs> You'll have to disclose. <laughs> Yakov, you are too funny. Well, that's the exact reason why I ch- always choose a woman, okay? Because I don't like to be manhandled, unlike you. Do you want to get a shidduch, or, or, or do you want to look for a date in Tel Aviv? Which, 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 where do you want to go with this? Which direction? <laughs> Yakov, you are funny, dude. Um, all right. So uh, I'm going to mo- keep it moving along here. Uh, we're going to keep it going. Um, here, here's a good story. Um, speaking of the anti-Semitism and stuff, but this is actually kind of good. Uh, another billionaire mega donor has uh, declined to or suspend donations to Harvard. Um, his name is, uh, he's actually a Jewish guy. His name is Len Blavatnik. He's a Ukrainian-Russian Jew, and apparently he's made billions. Um, but anyway, he is he is suspending his uh, donations to Harvard. He went to Harvard, and um, I have to tell you, they're really trying to force out this president, and she refuses. She refuses to leave. Um, I don't think she should. What'd you say? I don't think she should leave. Oh, we disagree, babe. She needs to yeah, go. Let's get it on. Absolutely. She's like, she, what do you think, like Yako? She's like a Shabbos guest that uh, is still there two weeks later. <laughs> I, think she should I don't think she should leave. I don't Yako think the other two clowns should leave either. No way. Absolutely. You know why? Because why? They're, why? they are doing their job. They did not do anything wrong. They are saying the policy of all three and probably every single college in the country. So no. they are not doing anything wrong. I think, on the other hand, nobody should send their kid to those colleges. They should all go to Israel, not send any of their kids to a college that has a policy like that. Because all they did was say their policy. They said it. They said their policy. They did. What do you think? I think they all need to be fired. I don't agree with you, but that's okay. Why? Oh, wait. We have a caller from the United States. It's Sephora. Just want to say that I was very in favor of Liz McGill um, leaving. She's a very big Jew hater. Um, with Gay, President Gay, she actually had some anti-Jewish hating behavior. So I felt less strongly. Oh. But then recently, um, she while she participated in menorah lighting, she also um, worked to dim the lights of people's individual menorahs on Senegal. So people need to know that before they make a decision. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay. Oh, our producer says that we lost you for a bit, but now we're back. We're back in action, baby. All good now. Outstanding. All right. Whether you yeah. like us or not. Yeah, I don't know what we what, what, what they missed, but either way. So apparently President Obama uh, sent a text to the board of Harvard saying, yeah, you better keep her on, man, because you're going to be racist, man. You'll be, you be racist if you let that black lesbian go. She is. I mean, her last name is Gay, so you kind of have to keep her. She's gay and she's black. (laughs) I thought she was just happy. She could be happy, and and also we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to disparage people. We're not supposed to disparage. Okay. Uh, Well, this is. She's she's happy promoting the genocide. You know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think it's more disparaging just to say what they said, which is that. You know that it's to declaring calling for the genocide of Jews is not a violation of their of their rules of conduct. I think that's already enough just to say what 
all of them said, and probably if they had interviewed any other president of any other college, they probably would have said the same thing. So, you know. Well, it depends on the context. The depends on the context. It. That's right. Like, like, um, and I think she's the one. She she is actually the, the one that said something to the effect of, "Well, um, if it uh, if it ends up um, going to the conduct, if if it turns into conduct, so it's like, oh, so then." We're not going to do anything about calls to genocide until the genocide happens, and then oh, we're <laughs> exactly. so sorry. Oops. Then we'll investigate it. You have to I'm kill really the Jews so first. Yeah. <laughs> but so let's let's lighten up. What's supposed to lighten up? What's supposed to lighten up, Stephen? That is lighting up. I'm making fun it of it. Um, oh. So here's a good story. I found this in uh, one of my favorite uh, newspapers, the Yeshiva World. You'll like this, Yaakov, because you're a Yeshiva guy. Uh, uh, Yaakov went to uh, Yeshiva right here in Israel. Um, I did. Very handsome boy. He speaks fluent Hebrew. He wears a kippah, tzitzit. He's Shomer Shabbos. So all of you religious ladies that are listening to Lighten Up, give us a call. We'll uh, get you married. All right. Uh, We have a nice guy, a nice guy for you. Yeah. A, A boy or a girl. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. Oh. He likes massages for men. That is his only. Uh, that's the only thing I would, you know, question. All right. Well, I would make an exception <laughs> for for my wife, my future wife. Okay. Yes. All right. Good. Um, <laughs> not too. So this story comes out of Yeshiva World. Now, this they, they did a story about uh, Southwest Airlines. Do you fly Southwest Airlines? Anybody? Tara, um, Yakov, you guys I, ever fly that airline? A couple times. A couple okay. Times. All right. Here's what it says. Uh, it says, um, uh, so now they're giving away, uh, for anyone who's morbidly obese, they're going to uh, give away uh, free seats for fat people. <laughs> this, is in, this is what the yeshiva world is talking about. It must be a slow day in the world of Torah and Judaism because they're reporting about fat people on <laughs> Southwest Airlines. This is what it says. It says there, um, Southwest says that passengers whose bodies encroach past the armrest of the seat they purchase are entitled to an additional seat free of charge. Uh, it says Southwest told Fox Business that passengers of the extra portly variety have the option of purchasing just one seat and then discussing your seat needs with the customer service agent at the departure gate. Now, can you imagine uh, you, <laughs> talking about your seat needs? This is what the world is coming to. I, I, w- I would like to talk to a customer service agent uh, about my seat needs, and, and I need extra room for my tuchas. <laughs> this is this is uh, what um, <laughs> Southwest Airline is uh, is 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 doing. Um, they're giving away free seats for fat people. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, anybody? I'm thinking of running run out of seats pretty soon. Have you ever sat next to someone who's extremely overweight in an airplane? Uh, well, it's uncomfortable, and then I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like I'm being colonized. You feel like you're being colonized? Is that what you say? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. You're like the country of Nauru. <laughs> like, the, like the country of Nauru being colonized by Australia. That's right. Hello, Nauru. If you have phones over there, give us a call from hut number five. Um, the phone number is on yeah, the yeah, site. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I mean, you know, it's not their fault, but it's definitely not a pleasant experience uh, being, right. being seated that way. Yeah, yeah, during that flight. It says here, customers who encroach upon any part of the neighboring seat may proactively purchase the needed number of seats prior to travel to ensure the additional seat is available. Uh, So they can also purchase it, too. 
um, the, uh, this is, I guess, a last-minute uh, adjustment. You know, you sit and you realize that uh, you're taking up two seats. I mean, if you don't realize, um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just think that's kind of funny that Yeshiva World is reporting on that. <laughs> now, that's it's, a lighten-up story. Kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> it's a slow Jewish news day. <laughs> um, uh, what else do we got here? Oh, here's here's some um, here's some good news. Uh, this comes out of uh, the Jewish news. Um, it says uh, a provisional trial set for a man accused of expressing support for Hamas. So apparently, uh, in England, I think it's England. It says Ursulan Khan, 41, appeared at the Old Bailey, whatever that is, on Friday. He was wearing Islamic dress and a black cardigan. <laughs> and sat in the well of the court for a short hearing. He's apparently on trial. It says um, it says uh, he is charged with expressing support for Hamas in a way that was reckless as to whether a person to whom the expression was directed would be encouraged to support a prescribed organization. <laughs> I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> but yes. a pa- Go ahead. What? Do you know what that means? No. I have no idea. That's very complicated. <laughs> um, so this, you, oh, yeah, I'm not sure, so sure. You need a Taurus dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not so sure that you know that, that that actually has any uh, significant difference. His support for Hamas than the tens of thousands marching and screaming genocide to Jews and and what have you. All, all those fans in the street, right? I mean, what's the qualitative difference? If, if he's been arrested, shouldn't they be arrested? Well, it says here, in, if this is going down in London, uh, East London. He will appear in court March 28th for a plea and trial preparation. So I guess in London, uh, I don't really understand this story. I just realized that it says here he's being charged with expressing support for Hamas in a way that was reckless. <laughs> but aren't they all reckless? <laughs> I mean, don't you have to, like, put maybe 10,000 well, people maybe on Maybe he was expressing support for Hamas, and it was a DUI. He was driving under the influence. That's true. That, that, I, I, that, that, I, can, uh, I can totally see that. Uh, it says here, um, Mr. Justin Jeremy Baker, he's, he adjusted one of Khan's bail conditions. I guess he's an attorney or a judge. It says so that he is now banned from going. I don't even understand this ban. Listen to this. It says he is now banned from going within 50 meters instead of 100 meters of any synagogue or, or premises associated with the Jewish community, so he was he, he yeah, but he was he, he was not allowed to go within a hundred meters, and they moved it to within fifty meters. So now he can get closer to the Jews. I don't even oh, understand. No. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, oh, oh so now he needs a smaller sling, slingshot or or a sm- smaller caliber weapon. Now that's right. Chas shalom. God forbid. Uh, it, it says it says here also. Other no, conditions ban him from attending time. organized demonstrations. It says entering the London Borough of uh, Westminster unless he is. Oh, he can't. He he's not allowed to go to we, the London Borough of Westminster unless he's attending court or meetings with lawyers. So he's banned from that area, and he also must attend a police station weekly and live. And oh, I'm sorry. Screw, excuse me. He he's got to attend. He's got to go to the police station weekly. And he's got to live and sleep at home each night. <laughs> Boy, they're real tough over there he, he in can't London. He can't go hanging out at the bars. Yeah. 
So uh, that's what's going on in London. <laughs> He's getting. Uh, he might be thrown in jail. For uh, well, that's uh, for, what's going on in London, and I wonder. I wonder what's going on in Gay Paris. I don't know. I have no well, idea. I have no idea. Now here's here's a little. Uh, now Tara, you're married, right? How long have you been yeah. married? I've been married for Hashem for thirty six and a half years to the sweetest punk in the world. You've been and married thirty six years. You said thirty six and a half. Wow. And, and yeah, and I'm I'm very very lucky. I lucked out. I met my prince, and that was Mazzalto. it. It was done. Mazel tov, Mazel tov. Mazel You're finished. No You're done. Can even shine a little candle, like <laughs> even a little, not even a candle, not even a burnt out candle. Well, <laughs> here here's a story. This is a little weird. Now, let me, guys, th- th- I know you're gonna meet your bracherets. You should have health and happiness and all good things and and everything good. Who for Yaakov? Both, for Yaakov, especially because he's and for you too. He's, he's his his beshared is oh, his his beshared is currently uh, you know he, he his beshared is a Russian massage therapist. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so here we go. This story you're gonna like. This story it says this is a little celebrity news here on Lighten Up. Uh, Cameron Diaz says we need to normalize married couples having separate bedrooms. So she went on a talk show. Uh, she talks about her and her husband who have separate bedrooms. Now, I find this interesting and also because, you know, she's like a celebrity. She's got millions of dollars. She's a little out of touch with the real world. It says here. Um, she could have uh, a lot of bedrooms because she has all this, you know, wealth and success. So she could have like a bedroom in Malibu and another one in Beverly Hills and another one in New York and Paris. And that's just right. She has, the, bath, the bedrooms from she, she, can, place, right? she confessed that she says we should normalize separate bedrooms. Uh, Cameron uh, chimed in before explaining her reasoning. She says to me, I would literally, uh, uh, I would literally, I have my house. You have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my room. You go and sleep in your room. I'm fine with that. So they have three. They have they have a row of homes. She's married to a. Um, a guy named uh, Benji McF- Madden. I think he was a singer. Uh, do you know who he is, Yakov? He's like an ex-old rock star from the 80s or 90s. I don't know who he is. But anyway. Uh, no, I that, don't. I don't know. It says here, uh, um, when one of the hosts joked uh, that the revelation might be controversial, uh, she joked, uh, she's, I guess, a Shrek. She says, I've already said it, uh, enthused by uh, clarifying. By the way, I don't feel that way now because my husband is so wonderful i said that before i got married oh so she's saying before <laughs> she got married it's okay if you sleep in separate rooms well i'm here to tell you that uh especially someone who was uh recently divorced sometimes it, it's good to sleep in separate bedrooms <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever works, separate you know, neighborhoods probably for people whatever makes people happy is good. right but um, she's talking about separate homes you happy. go to your house i go to my house then we meet in the middle i mean you know it's nice it's when you've got no. I, I, I don't think most people could it's relate to that. We've got to go with this, right? It's all good. Also, it's a little bit like family purity, but like extreme. Yeah. Extreme. No, I, don't, I don't think our listeners know what that we're is. We want, we want everybody to be happy and, and healthy. And if that's she should be happy. I have a question. Uh, you know, when I was a little kid, especially on this day, uh, on Christmas, I always wondered... Uh, because, you know, they always used to say how Santa 
delivers toys to all over the world, to children all over the world. And I always wanted, I always thought to myself, how does, how does he know not to deliver to me? How does he know that I'm a Jew? <laughs> how, does, how does he know to skip every Jew in the world? And I came to the conclusion that Santa is an anti-Semite. That's how he knows. <laughs> Did you ever think of that, Yakov? Did you ever wonder that when you're playing with your dreidel? Why doesn't he ever accidentally come down our chimney? Oh, sorry. Those are Jews. Let me get right back up there. <laughs> the thought that you did cross my mind. But then I, I, I think uh, I understood from early on, you know, the, the gambit. <laughs> Santa's an anti-Semite. End of story. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you guys like to travel, right? You travel a lot, Tara, on the airlines? Yes, sure. Okay. Yakov, how about you? Um, absolutely. Uh, before the pandemic lockdowns. Yes. What about now, after the lockdowns? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Warming back up to it. Okay. Well, here's an interesting story I found. It says a passenger uh, hid bullets in a baby's diaper at a New York LaGuardia airport. <laughs> TSA officers caught him. <laughs> it's a picture of the <laughs> diaper with bullets, like nine millimeter bullets. Apparently, he believed that he could. I don't know why he it was trying to bring it. It doesn't really say. It, um, but the the article starts off said it was a loaded diaper. <laughs> if that's so, I'd want to change that diaper. Oh, that's yes. right. It says security officers found 17 bullets concealed inside a disposable baby's diaper Wednesday at New York's LaGuardia Airport. Um, it says officers pulled the otherwise uh, clean diaper from a passenger carry-on bag after it triggered an alarm going through x-ray. I mean, did he really think he was going to get away with that? And why are you carrying... 17 bullets. You don't have the gun, that's for sure. So what are you going to do? Just throw bullets at people and try to kill them? I don't understand. Um, well, people like to <laughs> bullets. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that, that the... the uh, um, uh, see, what was it in? It was a diaper, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think the diaper was going to conceal that metal uh, going through the detector machine for some reason. I mean, <laughs> was, where are these a, people's IQs? I think they left them at home. Yeah, I agree. And it it's says here, according to... Meaning, for sure. What'd you say? What'd you say, There's Tara? an expression of blowout when, when kids have a big, you know, bowel oh, movement. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the, he was thinking. It says, according to the, uh, the agency, the passenger initially claimed that he didn't know how the bullets filled the diaper. I didn't know how the bullets got in there. <laughs> my, my kid has a very bad digestive, or, digestive system order. He, he's, got, he's got terrible... Stomach pains. Uh, he said he later he suggested his girlfriend put what it there. What are you feeding oh. his kid? <laughs> yeah, what are you exactly? What are you feeding your kid that he's uh, uh, pooping uh, bullets? Um, but he first he says I didn't know how they got there, and then he blamed it on his girlfriend. I love that when they just they just blame it on the girl, the woman. <laughs> oh, but then <laughs> honestly, it was my girlfriend that put the cocaine in, in the diaper. <laughs> That's right. Um, and here it says the TSA identified the passenger as a man. Oh, here, this, this explains it all. A man from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there you go. Uh, so obviously it was, uh, you know who it was? It was actually Bill Clinton. <laughs> yes, <that's what> <laughs> that Arky. <laughs> yes. I did not put bullets in that diaper. Ew. It was Hillary. <laughs> Hillary put the bullets in that diaper, I swear. 
I swear I did not. I did not. I did not inhale those bullets. But 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 President Clinton, you mean you're going to let your wife Hillary take the rap? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> she should go to jail anyway. <laughs> they call her uh, we, in prison. Her nickname would be Cankles. <laughs> anyway, that's my Bill Clinton impression. What do you think? That's pretty good, actually. Pretty good, eh? Uh, I did not inhale those bullets. Anyway, so that's what's going on uh, in Arkansas. What do you think, Tara? You would never smuggle anything on an airplane, would you? No, no, no. Okay. Never do such a thing. Good, good. Yeah. I uh, do here- have. Yeah, you have a story? Go ahead. You have a story? Go ahead. A couple of stories. I have a whole bunch of stories. See? One of them, I don't know which one to I don't know which one to share with you. But just, one just, of them, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be wrapping it up soon. So you could just sh- <laughs> share whatever, whatever, which one you want. Just pick one. Chat GPT users, this is uh this is um from Breitbart. Chat GPT users say say the AI chat box has gotten lazy and sarcastic before the holidays. So the chat GPT <laughs> People are asking, you know, all these questions and it's starting to get like, so people are commenting on the letter section that it's basically the chat DPT is just getting kind of getting like, you know, the new generation where, you know, they, they're just, just getting kind of like, uh, they don't want to uh, deal with these kind of regular stresses, you know, which I don't want And then I, I have another story. I, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Turn on computer intended to simulate entire brain. It says, Researchers, and this is from um, Byte or something, researchers at Western Sydney University in Australia have teamed up with tech giants Intel and Dell to build a massive supercomputer intended to simulate neural networks on the scale of the human brain. So my question to you is what technology do you like think is going like over the top that you really could just rather like it would be a little easier if you didn't have because I don't know if we want an entire brain, but then again, it could be a great thing and could revolutionary revolutionize, uh, you know, curing illnesses and things and great things. But which one do you think's gone over the top that you really rather not have? Like maybe like electric windows, maybe you want the wind ups or you know what I think. It, you know what I think yeah. they went over the top with what? Uh, my Atari. Do you know Atari? Atari? Do you remember? You remember Atari? Yakov. Sure. Do you remember Atari? Um, Atari, is that a Japanese dish? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I tell you what technology they can't get enough of. Israel News Talk Radio. Internet radio. I love it. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's so, the greatest. Yes. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I, I think technology is, uh, it's, it's fine. It's all in how you use it. I don't really know what went over the top. I think they use, they should improve on GPS. Instead of having GPS tell you where you're going to go, I know that there are waves. It tells you about, about you know, car accidents and things like that in front. But we should have a GPS that's actually like a real person. So you should ah. have a seat driver GPS. Ah, okay. Yes. So the GPS hmm. go, you're going into a bump. Don't worry. You're going too fast. You're going too slow. Turn right, turn left. That would be a backseat driver. But when, when the GPS first came out, before they hacked it, they had these like really sexy voices, GPS. And I got very jealous. My husband's driving the car and the GPS is going, hello, turn right. It's too fast. It's too slow like this. And then I get very jealous. I said, 
this is GPS. I'm sitting right here. Why are you talking to the GPS? And the GPS would say all these things. And I got very jealous. What should I do? It's a problem. <laughs> look, look at all the attention that the GPS was giving you. Yes. Yes. What it's all it was yes, it was getting attention and I wasn't getting enough attention. The GPS was saying, Oh, this is too much. You have to drive to slower like this. And then it, and I got very jealous. And then there's other GPS that could should be indecisive GPS we can invent. So it goes, go right, go left, go left, go right. I'm not sure. Go right, go left. That would be another GPS we could have. What do you think? Well, I think that, that, uh, that reminds that reminds me of, of ways of sometimes uh, directing drivers to go through like Arab occupied villages. <laughs> there you go. Not good. It doesn't like have it in the program. This is an Arab occupied village. You have to be careful. like, hello, Mr. Ways. That was not funny. Not funny. My um, GPS uh, says exactly screams proof. out uh, Allah Akbar. <laughs> anyway. Put that what? into the. You could suggest you could make a million dollars, Yako. You could you could suggest you prove that uh, waves. I, uh, I think they've been working on it. Uh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. My my ways. I I set it up with a Russian woman who who's uh, that's that's my ways voice. Olga, Olga, Olga. Yes, yes, Olga. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're gonna. I wanna. I'm gonna. Uh, we're coming down to the end of the show, and uh, I wanna finish up with a nice, good inspiring story this is a story that of course i didn't find my producer found but i would like to share it because it does have to do with uh, what's going on here in israel and the war so uh this this came um uh this came uh from an, an anonymous person uh it says this unnamed and unknown woman saw 15 soldiers sitting outside and eating at a cafe in Ra'ana. And she asked them where they were serving, and they replied that they were Golani soldiers serving in Gaza, and they were let out uh, to attend the funeral of their commander, which had just uh, uh, passed away. Uh, so without hesitation, uh, she walked inside, went up to the cashier, and paid for all their food. And one of the soldiers said, we were feeling the lowest that we have felt since the war started, and with that one gesture from a stranger, our spirits were lifted. Um, oops, our spirits were listed, lifted. And um, for that one uh, lifted, I'm sorry, our spirits were lifted and we were reminded what a special people we are and what we are fighting for. One small act for this woman and one giant act for these soldiers. Isn't that a beautiful, uh, a beautiful uh, story? I think that'd be uh, perfect to uh, end on. And we have probably about 60 seconds left. So before we leave, I want to first thank Tara Mizrahi in Iowa for joining me as my co-host. Um, I want to thank, of course, uh, Yaakov Corin for uh, getting up very early in the morning. It's uh, 7 a.m. or almost uh, 7.30. Or what time is it over there, uh, Tara? It's 7.42 a.m. currently. 7.42. What about you, Tara? What time is it? Uh, it's 9.42. 9.42. So it's in the morning for you guys. It's evening for me. And I've got to wrap up my birthday. It's time uh, travel. That means you're birthday. in the future. I'm in, <laughs> Yaakov, you are correct. I am in the future. And uh, so I want to just thank everybody for, uh, for, for being my co-host. I hope you had fun. And um, bless everyone for a good week here. Shavua Tov. And uh, thank you very much, everybody. Please join us again next week on Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Shavua Tov, everybody. It was a blast. Shavua Tov. Shavua Tov. Happy birthday.